how to teach a horse to do a really cool engaged sliding stop on the word whoa. Here's a quick masterclass on how to do this. But I want to start by saying why it's important even for non-show horses. Even if you have no performance ambitions whatsoever, if you mainly want to trail ride and you ask me, Jake, why does it matter like the way you're teaching a horse to stop on whoa and bury their butt in the ground? Like my horse is not going to be a reigning horse. Do I even need this skill? Well, let me put it this way. It takes a horse with a certain amount of innate talent to do a sliding stop like a true reigning horse. But any horse, no matter what breed they are, can be taught to do a balanced stop that is soft, where the horse actually engages their hind end and comes to a stop in a collected way, as opposed to dribbling down or bracing, pulling, and leaning into the rider's hands and making you haul them to a stop and do all the work. And there's something that if we can tap into your horse's mind, get them understanding what the word woe means, taking some responsibility for engaging their hindquarters, getting their balance back on their hocks, and stopping in a really committed and soft and immediate way, that demonstrates some connection that you've got with your horse on a mental level. You're accessing that innate ability that is already in there. It's just up to us to figure out how do we teach the horse a particular cue and reward them for doing that behavior and, and make that more of a habit. And ultimately, no matter what kind of horse you ride, no matter what breed, having a good stop on them is just a good skill to have. It makes your life easier, makes that horse more enjoyable to ride, makes them safer to ride. And as I said, if your horse stops on the word woe, like effortlessly without having to haul on the reins, that shows a higher level of commitment and connection and the fact that you and that horse are actually on the same page mentally. When people talk about, oh, I want connection, I want partnership with my horse. Well, how about a horse that listens to you and rather than you having to haul them to a stop with your physical reins and aids, you simply say the word woe and that horse doesn't simply cease forward motion, but actually offers you something, actually offers you additional effort and puts in work to, as I said, get their weight back on their hocks a little bit and stopped in a collected and balanced and soft manner instead of flumble crashing to a halt. So no matter what kind of horse it is, I'm gonna train them to stop on woe this same way. And then as we refine it, their natural talent will come out. If it's a horse that's not bred for reining, there's only a maximum amount that that horse is gonna be able to stop balanced and soft and committed behind and all that. But if it's a horse with talent, they're going to start thinking that's fun. They're going to start sliding a little bit and you can build from that. So this is how to get to that same point, no matter what horse you're riding. Let's look at what our objective is. We want to teach the horse to stop on the word woe, but not just cease forward motion. We actually need the horse to associate the word woe with engaging their hindquarters getting their weight back on their hocks and, and basically taking responsibility for getting their balance. The analogy I use is like an athletic position in any sport like basketball or football, rather than standing there with your knees locked, flat footed, you're up on the balls of your feet balanced in an athletic position ready. The, the quote athletic position is kind of universal across most sports. It's the same principle here. That's really what we're trying to 
get our horse to do. You know, athletes like baseball players, for example, they call it getting into their legs. When they're lower to the ground, they're moving, like their weight, their center of gravity stays low to the ground so that they can be smooth and quick. That's basically what we're trying to ask the horse to do is get into his legs, get into his hindquarters, get his weight back, and come back to us on that word, whoa. Okay, so we need to associate that feeling and that sensation of the horse doing that with the word woe. How do we get that? Well, one way to think about it is what kind of behavior or cue or maneuver can I associate with the word woe that all but forces the horse to use his hindquarters in that way? What most people think about at that point is, well, what if I say woe and back my horse up every time? If every time I say woe and then I back my horse up straight back, that'll teach him to get back over his hocks, won't it? Sometimes you can get away with that, but the majority of the time, the opposite is true because here's what happens in practice. You're going along, you say the word woe. That horse doesn't know what the word woe means yet. So then you pick up and you're hauling straight back on a horse's face. When you do that, you are effectively practicing stiffness. You're inviting that horse to do what his natural tendency is, which is to lean into bridle pressure because you're pulling on his mouth. He doesn't like it. It hurts. And in that split second of, or sometimes a couple seconds of hesitation and stiffness and confusion before he actually reverses and starts going backward, he's effectively leaning into your hands and leaning on the bridle. What a lot of horses will start to do is every time you go to pick up on them like that and, and draw them to a stop straight like that, they will start to anticipate being pulled on. And as a response, they will actually stiffen up and kind of brace for the impact of that rider pulling straight back on their mouth. As a consequence of them bracing up like that, what is their body weight doing? It's pitching over on the front end. So you're actually, as a byproduct of this, you're making your horse more resistant and reluctant to soften to that bridle pressure, and you're making them more front-end heavy. Your horse is going to stop more braced up and heavy on the front-end every time you say, whoa, because they're anticipating and expecting being cranked on their face. Because the horse is now more front-end heavy, that creates a feeling of even more stiffness to the rider's hands. So the rider pulls harder, and it's a vicious cycle that builds on itself. You've got these horses out here I see riding around that when the rider says, whoa, and picks up, these things are like plunging their front end and head and neck down towards the ground, or they're throwing their head up in the air, darn near upside down to evade bridle pressure while their chest bashes forward and continues rambling on, just blowing through the stop and ignoring the rider, okay? That's the end result oftentimes of what happens of teaching it that way. Now, with a really talented horse and a really good-minded horse, can you get away with it? Yes, but it doesn't work consistently. And in fact, the majority of the time, it actually makes that problem of the horse pogo stick slamming on their front legs and being front-end heavy and stiff makes it worse. So rather than backing our horse up every time we say, whoa, thinking that that's what's going to get them on their hocks, we need to come up with a way to associate the word woe with that sensation of that horse loading up on their hindquarters, but yet staying soft and pliable and loose in their front end. We don't want to teach our horse as a byproduct trying to get him to stop how to actually lean into the bridle and, and get in his own way. 
So how do we do this? Well, the easiest way to do it is with rollbacks and turns. This starts very early on in our program where we do the rollbacks on the fence exercise. What does that entail? Well, imagine you're, you have a straight wall, like in the middle of your arena. And in front of that wall, in front of that fence, you have a 50-foot circle with the apex of the circle touching the fence. So the idea is you're going to lope a circle in front of the fence. And as you come around up towards the apex of your circle where it meets the wall, you come in at like a 45-degree angle, give or take. And as the horse approaches the fence, you say the word, whoa, but instead of pulling back on their face, you use one rein, in this case, the outside rein, whatever's closest to the fence, to actually tip the horse's nose into the wall and let that physical and visual barrier challenge the horse to stop on the word, whoa. Why this works is because you're not the one cranking back on their face and creating the stop. You're basically setting them up for that to happen. You're telling them the word whoa and tipping their nose. And now you're challenging the horse to actually get back on their hocks and stop and roll back through. Otherwise, they're going to run into the fence. And horses are not stupid. Like the majority of horses I've ridden figure this out with one, within one or two turns that, okay, that fence is coming up. So if I don't want to run into it or get stuck here, I need to actually get my weight back so I can roll back and turn through myself and lope off the other way. So you do that. I've heard also other trainers refer to this as circle, stop, sweep, where they, they come up to the fence and then they sweep the horse through that turn, kind of rolling them back to the outside and loping off the other way. The reason I don't like that term and the reason I don't, I, I prefer to call it rollbacks on the fence because circle, stop, sweep is misleading. You're not creating the stop. You as the rider are not the one making the horse stop. All you're doing is tipping the horse's nose and maybe, you know, if their tendency is to blow through that and try to go drifting down the rail, you're using outside rein and outside leg to block that shoulder and bring that shoulder and bring that front end through the turn and help the horse out a little bit. What you're not doing is pulling back and making them stop. You're letting the fence do that. Okay. The whole point of this exercise is to let the fence help you to create that sensation of that loaded up where the horse is getting their weight back, using their hindquarters as a platform for a balanced turn, hustle through that turn and come out the other way. You're, you're ingraining this, tying it to the word woe, because you say the word woe every time you go to turn. You're associating the word woe with that sensation of the horse loading up shifting, transferring their weight, getting into that athletic position. If you're the one making the horse stop and then turn, you completely shortchange that entire process. The whole point of this is to not create a situation where you're inviting the horse to lean into you and, and practice being stiff in the face. Okay, you're, you're circumventing, you're going around that problem entirely to get to something more effective, which is to use the fence in conjunction with your reins to turn, you're creating a, a rolling back, balanced turn where you're hustling and sweeping that front end through. You're not stopping first. That's the wrong way to think about it, okay? Now, in practice, that horse will, of its own accord, stop, and as he gets back on his hocks and shifts that weight, he'll roll back through the turn really nice. 
but you're not the one thinking about making the stop happen. You're just focusing on the turns. The reason I say that and I'm breaking that down so deeply is because that is the number one way that people mess up this exercise. They think they are the ones that has to make the horse stop. No, you need to be disciplined about just picking up enough to tip and guide that horse's nose towards the fence effectively and create your turn effectively. You're not the one ceasing and halting forward motion. Your horse is supposed to be the one taking some responsibility for doing that. Otherwise, if he doesn't, he's going to bonk his nose on the fence, okay? And again, <laughs> horses are not stupid. Even if they do bonk their nose once or twice, they will very quickly figure out, okay, there's a solid physical barrier there that I can't get over. So I'd better, you know, leave some space for myself, roll back through and hustle the other way. So we do that through repetition. We associate that rolling back turn, that loaded up balanced turn with the word whoa every time. And we make that muscle memory. We do these rollbacks on the fence. There's various ways that we'll modify and play with that basic format because very quickly the horse starts to anticipate that every time you get around towards the fence and get up to the top of your circle that you're gonna turn. So once they start to figure that out, we'll kind of throw in turns both to the inside and the outside at different places on the circle to basically do the same thing but test our control because the horse is starting already to get hooked on the word whoa and knowing what that means, okay? But if they're really bad at it, we'll spend several days just doing the basic exercise till they get the hang of it on the fence. The idea there then is after you can both do your rollback turns into the fence as well as different points of the circle, you start taking that same exercise and that same concept off the fence. But here's how we do that first. We start on the fence by instead of just rolling the horse back through a 180 degree turn and loping off the other way, like a true rollback, we'll actually roll the horse back into a turnaround. This is where it gets really powerful because I cannot think of a more high contrast transition of speed gait and direction than to be loping, say, a left circle in the left lead and then saying, whoa, rolling the horse back, but keeping their body somewhat bent and keeping them corralled and using outside rein. And rather than, rather than allowing them to roll back 180 degrees and lope off, you roll them back and then keep them turning and draw them into a spin effectively. Or if it's not a reining horse, it's not a performance horse, just kind of a slow turnaround. The idea being, of course, again, it's dramatic change of speed, gait, and direction. It's a listen to me exercise. But what you're really going after when you get the horse into that turnaround in place right in front of the fence, you're staying in there until you feel a couple of things. You feel the horse load up and shift their weight dramatically back onto their hindquarters. Not back up, of course, but get loaded up on their hocks and balanced. Number two, you feel them more soft and relaxed in the front end. They're stepping around, whether they're pivoting or kind of spinning, depending on athletic talent. But regardless, they're relaxed. They're stepping around nice and fluid in the front end and shoulders. Their head and neck are soft. They're not leaning. They're not pulling down on your hands. They're not resisting the bridle. They're just coming with you honestly and following that feel. So that horse is, they're soft. They're accepting of that bind and that pressure. They're balanced, right? They've got their weight back on their hindquarters. They're using their hindquarters as a platform for a balanced turn. 
they're stepping around nice and fluid and with some rhythm and cadence. The, the end goal that you get to after several sessions is that. You have all those four things lining up together. Softness, acceptance and relaxation, balance and the rhythm of how that horse is pivoting or turning around in place. And that's what you're releasing to. When you say, whoa, turn and corral that, redirect that into a spin right there in place, you're staying in that turnaround until you feel all of those things line up. You feel that shift in the horse's body weight. You feel that relaxation. You feel that mental commitment. You then release to that and massively reward that. Let the horse stand still and relax for a few seconds, then lope off again. Through habit and repetition, you'll create muscle memory around the word woe means find that spot. Find that spot where your hindquarters is engaged, balanced, but especially up front, the horse stays soft and relaxed and pliable and is listening and is being willingly taken into that turn, okay? That starts on the fence and then we actually migrate it off the fence. You kind of sprinkle it into your overall loping program where as you're loping around, you pick little moments where the horse is loping really relaxed, they're pushing off their hindquarters, they're kind of running uphill, they feel really balanced. They're not just floating around, bouncing around with kind of that choppy, springy feeling when a horse is loping around on their front end. Um, they actually feel like they're driving off their hindquarters. Everything feels smooth and relaxed. Little moments like that, you choose to reward and let the horse stop. Well, you're going to do that by saying the word, whoa, and then drawing them into that turnaround or what we call a turn on the foot. It's basically a modified version of a spin or a turnaround that has where there's more bend in that horse um, to accentuate the softness and the leverage that you have as a rider to help that horse find their way around, follow a feel and soften, as well as get loaded up on their hindquarters. So you don't have the fence helping you anymore, but you shouldn't need it by this point. That horse should listen to you enough that you can effectively get that done. And again, very important to be disciplined about once you say the word woe and take the horse into that turnaround, you stay in it until you get to that spot. You, you get to that feeling where the horse is loaded up, balanced, they're turning soft. You then release to that and reward that. With enough repetition, it takes a couple weeks usually to master this, but you should be seeing progress even within the first couple of days. Uh, although it won't be 100% consistent yet, where you go around and say the word whoa, and you haven't even picked up on the reins yet, you just have that horse on a completely loose rein, and they're starting to bury their butt in the ground and get soft and get back. Because again, they're associating the word whoa with that spot and that body position. You're making it muscle memory and creating an ingrained habit tied to the word whoa. So obviously you can see now it's like a a football player with a, a completely open field in front of him that's returning a kickoff, you know, 80 yards for the touchdown. Like, you can see how out in front of you here, the, the path kind of goes off in whatever direction you want. You can either keep things where they are, like you've got a really good stop put on your horse. If that's all you really need, all you have to do is just keep that sharp and, and keep practicing, sprinkling it in through your rides to make it 100% consistent to where the horse listens to the word woe every time because when they're green they'll space off they'll mess it up some of the stops won't be very committed you know they'll make mistakes it's fine any horse is going to do that you just keep practicing at this level until it's very very consistent and the horse almost never misses but if you want to take this further 
what you start doing is once the horse has that consistent habit of what happens when you say the word whoa, you can actually start bringing draw on the reins back into the picture. Remember, up to this point, we've been saying the word whoa with a loose rein and then picking up on the horse's face to make them turn. That's the only rein pressure we've been using. At no point during this process have we been pulling straight back on their mouth. But if you've done your job right by this point, your horse really knows what the word woe means, you're not going to encourage bad habits of them leaning into the bridle and being stiff and grabbing the bit and just powering through your hands. Well, now you can bring that draw straight back on the reins into the picture to accentuate the commitment that you get when you ask the horse to stop. And here, sky's the limit now because you've got a horse that stops really, really well. Even at a low speed, they're extremely committed and soft, especially up front. Now, you can start practicing building that horse's confidence to go to higher and higher speeds and let that natural talent take over.